Welcome to the Just a Position podcast. I'm Denise. And I'm Iza. And today we'll be talking about women and the bitch stereotype. Or as it's known for black women, the angry black woman stereotype. But before we get started, how are you, Denise? I'm so great. I have my nieces here. Awesome. And uh, they started their own business this summer. Cool. And they're hiring themselves out for general labor. Child labor. <laughs> Maybe. But in general, they do a bunch of different things. Like, okay. There's not just like one little thing they do. Okay. Um, for $10 per kid per day. Mm-hmm. And so I got $20 for the, the whole day. I had 20 And I make them work. Make them earn their keep. Well, I mean, did. they got things that they want to buy. You know, their parents like aren't trying to buy for them. Of course. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, so she's been wanting to start a business, and her dad keeps kiboshing all the the ideas she comes up with, and Aww. they came over and worked for me earlier mm-hmm. this summer, and, okay. and uh, their mom was like, hey, you know, don't pay them too much, because then you set the standard too high for me. <laughs> and so, and so, like... I don't know. So then I just paid them, you know, $10 a piece. Yeah. And like that, I guess that became their rate. Yeah. And I like wrote them this like really like fancy, like professional sounding review. Oh my gosh. And they've been marketing themselves on Facebook. It's super cute. Aw. Yeah. They're adorable. I met them. They're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, today's my day off. So I definitely try to lounge and do as less uh, brain thinking as possible because I do that during the week at work and... I don't like it, but um, I am here and I am super excited about our new little venture. Oh, me too. Oh my goodness. Um, I was really surprised when you first asked me to do this, but like I'm in love with this idea now and like I'm learning so much other stuff. Um, I'm starting my own business. Shameless blog. Um, follow me consults. Um, uh, we'll be doing a preflo stuff. I can get into that some other time, but Definitely, definitely glad to be here. So let's dig in deep. First question. Who started the angry black woman stereotype? Well, to find that out, we have to go back a little to the menstrual show and radio coming to U.S. households. According to the National Museum of African American History and Culture, poor working class whites who felt squeezed politically economically and socially from the top, but also from the bottom, Mm. invented minstrelsy as a way of expressing the oppression that marked being members of the majority, but they were outside of the white norm. Minstrelsy were comedic performances of blackness by whites in exaggerated costumes and makeup, and that it cannot fully be separated from the racial derision and stereotyping at its core. By distorting the features and culture of African Americans, including their looks, language, dance, deportment, and character, white Americans were able to codify whiteness across class and geopolitical lines as its antithesis. Minstrel shows were traveling vaudeville-style shows where white people painted their faces with black shoe polish and red lipstick to give themselves the appearance of large, rounded red lips. Mm -mm -mm. Many stereotypes were started and performed at minstrel shows. 
One of the stereotypes from that era that you may be familiar with is the sinister black man that preys upon white women. This stereotype resulted in the death of Emmett Till in 1955 and countless other black boys and men. So where does radio come in? So according to History.org's article, Radio Fever, Frank Conrad, an engineer for Westinghouse, set up an amateur radio station above his garage in a Pittsburgh suburb. By the end of 1922, there were over 500 radio stations across the United States and people were buying radios for their living room. Per Janice Gassum, senior contributor to Forbes, in an article called Overcoming the Angry Black Woman Stereotype, the start of the angry black woman stereotype was reportedly from the Amos and Andy show. The Amos and Andy show started in 1928 on the radio and was created, written, and voiced by two white actors. This show was basically a minstrel show on the air. The two actors were from the South, Durham, North Carolina. The theme song for both the radio and later the TV version was the perfect song by Joseph Carl Brill. Brill had written the score for the white supremacist pro Ku Klux Klan silent movie, Birth of a Nation. The show started with just male voices. None of the female characters were voiced, but listeners learned about them through the conversations and dialogue of the male characters. Generally, it was the context of the male characters speaking angrily about their wives. Thus, the angry black woman stereotype happened because the minstrel show and gender stereotypes came together and it's existed ever since. So my take on that. <laughs> you write articles, you give me suggestions on how I can be less aggressive. You give blueprints and outlines on how you think women of color could best avoid or overcome said challenges. Where heals my take on that? Fuck you and the horse you rode in on. I have spent my whole life fighting this narrative and took myself through countless amounts of therapy because someone wanted to label me aggressive or angry. Well, I am now, and there's nothing you can do about it. Honestly, women of color, trans women of color, are literally dying every day because they dare to be them, dare to be different, dare to be assertive, and ask for what they want. I mean, really, wouldn't you be angry at this point? So it got me thinking about all the famous women in the past and recently that can never be great because the first time an emotion is shown or felt, bam, here comes the label. She's angry. She's aggressive. She's emotional. She's ghetto. I'll get on my nerve. You don't think getting paid less to do the same job or actually and factually pulling yourself up by the bootstraps to get a better life for your family just to have every door you built for yourself to be shut? <laughs> yeah, you damn right I'm mad. Research shows that women of color experience more anxiety than their white counterparts. And this research is discussed by Angela Neal Barnett. She's awesome because her name is Angela, but I digress. In her article written back in 2018, To Be Female, Anxious, and Black, she talks about how anxiety and other mental disorders like depression and PTSD reign supreme over women of color. Because we hold more things in, 
because we fear of being not being heard, not being understood, not being protected, and most importantly, not being believed. Strong women of color are legendary, y'all. We've been around forever. <clears throat> Harry Tubman, you can't avoid us. We will continue to persevere because we were built this way. So I employed you to fight for the woman of color in that meeting, Karen, Jessica, Amy, lead by example, Carol. Be one of the cool cats and kittens. Right now, it's super cool to be into the struggle. <laughs> At this point, I'll take any ally, however it comes. Women have been fighting this fight forever, and all we want is a little equality. So, do it for the struggle. You ain't gonna do it. Do it for the struggle. You ain't gonna do it. Do it for the struggle. Promise, you'll love yourself in the morning. Yes! <laughs> all assertive women are perceived as angry bitches. All. And right now, that makes me feel like I'm saying all lives matter. Oh, yuck. But as far as this particular stereotype goes, I cannot recall a time when I've been in a public space and acted assertively and calmly that I wasn't being perceived as out of line. But when a white woman does it right now, we're called Karens. And yeah, yeah, for real. There really are Karens. I I'm definitely not hating on the use of Karen. <laughs> but Karen behaviors are specific things. Calling the cops on a black man who is exercising in front of his house. You did it. Yeah, that's Karen. Calling the cops on a birthday party in the park. Mm -hmm. That's a Karen. Calling the cops because a black man wants a woman, a white woman, as a matter of fact, to leash her dog. That's a Karen. That's what it is. Karens are women who cannot just worry about yourself. Yourself. And are often acting on racist impulses to boot. Mm. What is not being a Karen, or an angry black woman, Talk for that matter, shit. is simply wanting a business or your job or your employees, or your significant other to fulfill their obligations or just not be a dick to you. Don't be a dick. Recognizing that a black woman in these same situations would be perceived as an angry black woman instead of a Karen or just another bitch. In this limited scope, both the white and black woman are marginalized and dismissed. The same thing. Here's the rundown. White women, mind your business. Worry about yourself. Let people of color be great and enjoy their day. And outside of that, women, keep being yourself, assertive. Do you, boo? Badass and wonderful. When you come across an assertive woman, check your own buy-in to that stereotype. Mm -hmm. How other women react in th these situations can shut down the haters. This is how we lift each other up. This is how we support each other in the workplace and in life. And this right here. Yeah, this right here is how Isa and I became friends. <laughs> That's my dog. We are both sincere and assertive women and real recognize real. All day long. All right, y'all. So now we head over to the wretched effect. <laughs> the wretched effect. The wretched effect. This is the portion of the show where we're rebranding the word ranchet and replying it to all the people that judge with misogyny, ignorance, racism, or just plain stupidity. <laughs> so first, we're going to look at the recent story in the headlines with Meg Thee Stallion. 
So Meg took to social media and voiced her hurt about her most recent trauma she experienced. And what the fuck did you mud ducks do? Took to the ridicule even further and got on that post being nasty, acting stupid. What's happening? What's happening? Who woke up and pissed in your cornflakes, sir, ma'am? How dare you after someone gets shot? Shot! Like not fought, not robbed, but shot, bitch. Who gives you the right to say anything about that or judge how somebody feels? Man, I know some of the hardest dudes and they admitted to being scared shitless when they got shot. You can't honestly be mad at this woman for expressing her feelings. One post on, on the video, and I quote, says, Imagine being a female who acts like a dude, acts like she's gangster, gets shot in her feet, and then cries like she's innocent. Imagine that. Uh, just a nation. I got a question for the station. We're saying that getting shot is the catalyst to being gangster. One of my favorite clapbacks on that post was, so you think she deserved to be shot? And who says she acts like a nigga? Like, same sis, same. When have you ever seen Meg Thee Stallion look anything but flawless, statuesque, and a goddess? None of the gangsters I um, know came from around my way looking like that. None of them. Nathan. Nathania. Ooh, child. Jesus, I need you to be a big offense. Because the amount of fuckery surrounding this issue is unmatched. I got an idea. Worry, Worry about, about yourself. yourself. Mind the business that pays you so that you can be great. Girl, Denise, come get these folks. Alternative Reflection. This is where we talk about the most fucked up things and my best impression of the smooth, neutral NPR voice. <clears throat> Today we are looking at a study conducted by LeanIn.org. LeanIn is related to Sheryl Sandberg's book of the same name. Here is their mission. They want a world where people of every gender can pursue their dreams without bias or other barriers holding them back, where girls grow up to be confident, resilient leaders, where more women run companies and countries. They are driven by the belief that our society and economy would be better if women and girls are valued as equal to men and boys. The study was conducted in June by people currently working or temporarily furloughed, and it was about allyship, which was defined as using one's power or position to support or advocate for coworkers with less power or status. Mm. More than 80% of white women and men say they see themselves as allies to colleagues of other races and ethnicities. However, many black women and Latinas don't feel they have strong allies at work, despite an overwhelming majority of white employees seeing themselves as allies, less than half of black women and only slightly more than half of Latinas feel they have strong allies at work. Additionally, only about a quarter of black women and Latinas say it's mostly accurate that black women have strong allies in their workplace. Mm -hmm. Only 10% of black women and 19% of Latinas say the majority of their strongest allies are white, compared to 45% of white women. Since white employees, particularly white men, are more likely to be in positions of power, this disadvantages women of color 
and points to the importance of white employees stepping up as allies for their black and Latinx co-workers. It ain't the same thing. A majority of white employees have never spoken out against racial discrimination at work. Challenging racism is a basic act of allyship. Yet only about 4 in 10 white employees say they've spoken out against racial discrimination at work. Mm-mm-mm. Black women and Latinas are about as likely as their white colleagues to speak out against racial discrimination. But they are far more likely to face retaliation, including being fired for doing so. So let's wrap this up. I've been on jobs that as soon as I walked in the door with my grand stature, I'm judged. And don't let me say I'm from Detroit. I actually had a woman say to me once, oh, you're from Detroit? How'd you get out? I'm like, out? You do know they freed us a long time ago. And we've been able to move from state to state at our leisure. It's these things like this and negative stereotypes that have blocked my job opportunities and any progression that I could have received. This doesn't just come from non-women of color, but also from women that look like me and have struggled like me. Yes, my assertiveness has also held me back with some of the organizations that I've worked in. And speaking as a white woman who views herself as an ally, I have mentored women of color in the workplace. I have done my best to create opportunities for the women of color that I work with, but this study really called me out. I felt fully red because I have never called out racism at work to that organization because I haven't seen it because racism in the workplace is often the subtle microaggression type, but that shit adds up to result in fewer opportunities and a higher marginalization of my peers of color. Show you right. I have, we said, realigned or educated my peers and people who reported to me when they attempted to further stereotypes. But as we can see from that study, it's just not enough. White women, here's our game plan. When we are made aware of racism in the workplace, it's our job as allies to speak up. Mm -hmm. And if if it's our peers of color bringing the racism to our attention, or the attention of the company, we must voice our support publicly, quickly, and loudly. We cannot wait until the moment is over and then approach the person voicing the concern in private to say, hey, you really said how I felt. That's not how you do that, kid. Or thanks for calling that out. Mm -mm. Because our private support means nothing without steady, public, vocal allyship. We're all in this together. And it's going to take all of us to create this just and equal world. We keep saying we want. Let's do it. Black women, don't be afraid to let your voices be heard. Try to trust the most unlikely ally. Check your own biases at the door and work on bringing the best part of yourself to the light. Be the bright fucking light in the room so these hoes need shades. And one more thing. Never be scared of breaking away from the norm that so many of us have grown up believing in. Challenge yourself to think outside the norm, face your fears, learn about the new you, and express yourself with assertiveness unapologetically. Now, don't get in your feelings about what you just heard. It's just a position. position.